0: The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 56. Ah,
1: No, That's it. All I have is an exasperated scream.
0: Exactly. Savannah is alive and well, apparently. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Not
1: well, I'm alive.
0: (laughs) We we, we survived this spooky Halloween episode last week, and we survived another (laughs) B-tier album. Uh, Oh, God. So we can only see what the future holds, and... Part of that being today's album. But before we get to that, yes, welcome to the show. We are your host, Chris and
1: Savannah. I'm Savannah. I'm Savannah. You're not. I am.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little fun fact. Last week for the Halloween episode, originally what I was gonna do was gonna go to Value Village and try to find some of the like clothes that you've worn on the podcast in the past <laughs> and some glasses, and then just claim that I was Savannah for the entire podcast. I was gonna do that, I just couldn't find the time to get up to Value Village.
1: <laughs> That's really funny. Because I was talking about doing the same thing, but like, how would I get the beard? And I was like, maybe after a haircut, I'll just like uh, use eyelash glue and put a
0: beard on. Just and go then to I like just Party City or Spirit Halloween.
1: Yeah, but it has to be just like yours. That doesn't have to be 100
0: like, 100% like yeah, mine.
1: Yeah, it I have to cover it. Looks a little sparse. Yeah, exactly. Authenticity. I look like so I'm a <laughs> I, well, that's kind of cool.
0: It's not, it not kind of looks purpose. like you got
1: kind of like kind of like you got slashed.
0: I probably um, did, and I don't remember, but this is not intentional. My hair just sucks at growing in, and this part of my mustache doesn't connect. Ooh, weird.
1: weird yeah, huh? I I I have the same problem. Like nothing connects, and it's like super sparse.
0: By the way, audio listeners, hope I uh, hope you're enjoying these visual representations of what my face is. Yes,
1: yes. I guess all in all, my story is I didn't want to attach little bits of my used hair to my own face in fears that i would swallow it and then uh a little uh hair tree would grow in my stomach so
0: oh that's just like when you chew gum and it stays there for seven years right and they get yeah, all the like hair rip pop in the gum and everything like that and then you just have yeah. like a big wad in your stomach
1: yeah and then all those watermelon seeds that i eat like that'll start the hair will wrap around the watermelon it'll explode, a and really explode. weird
0: garden in your stomach <laughs>
1: I am a garbage disposal, yes.
0: Anyways, we're way off topic now. We're supposed to be talking about (laughs) Melbourne today. We are. So hey, thank you very much for joining us today. We sure hope that you like what you hear today, assuming like not only hearing us talk, but we hope that you listen to the album too, because we always want to know what you think, because we want you to be part of the musical community that we're trying to build. And in order to do that, you can do certain things like you can hit like, subscribe, rate, share, comment, follow. All of those things really do help this community grow larger and larger. You can be a part of that another brick in the wall, haha pink floyd joke, even though today's not Pink Floyd. But regardless, those are all free things you could do to help, especially if in the audio realm, you go ahead and leave like that five star rating and a really good review that really bumps us up in the music commentary section. You know, one of the most popular sections in the world, obviously. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Our opinions are the best opinions. Everyone needs to hear them.
0: And that's that itself is an opinion, but it's still factual.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: And of course, on YouTube, as if you're watching this right now, then you've been watching all these visual representations. And by all means, hello, I'm waving at you now. You can actually see me. Uh, Go ahead, like, subscribe and all that kind of stuff and share it with everyone that you know. But especially subscribe because you know that once we hit 100 subs, we are trying. Oh, my goodness. We are trying to give away free records. Can you imagine? We're actually trying to give things away. It's not even like we're being forced to. Right. And I'm
1: selfish. So giving you something... That really shows you. So I
0: love you guys. Yeah, Um, exactly. Uh, I don't reciprocate the love, but I still enjoy your presence. (laughs) (laughs) But all you have to give us is a subscription on YouTube. So you hit the subscribe button and you could very well win an album that we've covered here on the show in the past. This is episode 56. So there's tons of records. Not all of them qualify. But the idea is there's still tons of records to, to be won.
1: Hell yeah. And I won't make the Weezer joke again. I'm well aware that you want to keep it for yourself.
0: Yeah, I I need to uh, have my own. You, let's not talk about that. That's very personal. <laughs> 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 but yes, anyways, you are here today for episode 56. It is request day. Request day. Oh my goodness. We haven't done a request in forever. And by forever, I mean, what, right? back on like episode 49? Maybe It feels like no a while more. though yeah yeah so it was like six episodes ago uh so yeah that was uh faith no more with angel dust i'm just trying to mm-hmm. dig through my memory here about what's what but today episode 56 we have a request donna wants us to cover cat stevens tea for the tillerman an album i didn't think we'd ever have to cover on this show right? that's not that's not a bad thing for me to say i'm just saying like i don't think cat stevens would have been in one of our initial picks
1: um Maybe, Maybe like
0: five I, years from now.
1: <laughs> yeah. And if I was like bored enough and I'm going through a list going, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll do that. But I've never heard a Cat Stevens song knowing that it was him. So this like was the world new, you never heard or anything like that. Well, like, you know, the song because of movies, pop culture, stuff like that. But I didn't know who sang it. Um, and I did make a note during my review that uh I don't know what is Cat Stevens and what is James Taylor so this really opened my eyes <laughs> so thank you for the request uh
0: yeah, yeah fair enough because I, I I didn't write it down but I did say that like part of his voice sometimes reminded me of Gordon Lightfoot uh mm-hmm. obviously not completely and I'll, if you put them side by side and have them talking with me blindfolded I could tell you who's who like the, the whole yeah. Pepsi Coke challenge thing from the fucking <laughs> 2000s but yeah. I mean still I I, I I could kind of hear like both of them in there, I guess. Interesting. But yes. uh, So for episode 56, we are looking at this album. And so I guess we should tell you a little bit about Mr. Stevens because he doesn't necessarily go by the name cat Stevens. Does he? I mean, kind of, sort of.
1: Okay. Now cat Stevens or Yusuf Islam. Now I will explain that in a minute is a multi-instrumentalist and singer songwriter from London, England, Born in 1948, he started his career in the 60s. Now, that being the case, I will miss some things. It is a long-spanning career, but this is really more about the album at hand, and I will focus primarily on that. I'm sure you guys don't want to listen to a five-hour-long podcast. So if if you want to look up on his life, I strongly advise you to do so, but I will jump pretty much into the album. Little description before. Now, uh, I will also be referring to him as Cat Stevens um, just for continuity, because the album is under his previous stage name. In 1969, he actually contracted tuberculosis and that experience put a a lot into perspective for him. He took up meditation, metaphysics and yoga. He became a vegetarian and read about religion. After this and a few other close life calls or close calls with death, really, Cat Stevens converted to the Islamic faith in 1977 and changed his name to Yusuf Islam in 1978. He took a musical hiatus for two decades afterwards, focusing more on like... um, Not not really promoting religion, but just sort of working within it on himself and stuff like that. Now, rewind eight years to November 23rd, 1970, to the release of Tea for the Tillerman, produced by Paul Samuel Smith, who is actually the bassist and founding member of the Yardbirds and recorded in London. The album saw two singles, Father and Son and Wild World. If you don't know the song, you know the song. Number eight is as high as it would climb on the Billboard 200 chart and would be certified three times platinum in the United States. All music gave T for the Tillerman five stars. And to be honest, they are the pinnacle of what's good. No, Apparently other so, but oh my God, five
0: <laughs> stars. So this is an S tier album, guaranteed.
1: No, no other reviews matter at this point. This album has been on many... Uh, Albums you need to hear before you die lists far too many for me to uh describe. It is it's definitely more than than half a dozen. It is looked back on quite fondly. Now in 2020, a new album, T for the Tillerman Two or Square, however it's squared. it is I
0: saw the- however it's
1: written, yeah, was released. And is a, quote, reimagining of the same 11 songs for a new age with dramatic results. Kind of sounds like a tagline for an action movie. And it's kind of pulling me in. So I'm really curious. I kind of want to check that out. Might have
0: to check it out,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's really, uh, that's interesting. Uh, Cause I saw T for the Tillman squared. Yeah. That tiny little two at the top there. Yeah, Didn't really read too much into it. I just thought it was like a remastered album or something. So I didn't bother. That's
1: Same, same, same. I didn't know that it was like a, a change up. I thought it was the
0: same thing. Maybe I'll check it out after we're done here today. Yeah. Uh, and just before we move forward, I am looking at a request form right now. And of course, uh, we do ask people like, you know, Hey, uh, what do you think about this album? What are your thoughts on it? blah, blah, blah. And we'll read on the show and, it's it's optional but most people have chosen to and donna did as well uh she says heard it for the first time in 1972 and 73 and it's been a favorite ever since so many great songs on the album but i i'll I'll read the rankings now just so i don't forget to do it later she would personally rank the top three at the very least wild world is number one miles from nowhere is number two and tea for the tillerman as a close third Interesting. i guess it's very tight to being a second but close to third which is interesting i won't Talk too much about T for the Tillman right now, the song. But I mean, I'm surprised I'd make it so high considering how short it is.
1: Right? Yeah. Like I, I I'll listen to the whole album just in one go without paying attention to song titles, uh, duration, stuff like that. And when I was actually focusing on it just to write this, I had no idea that they were they were so short. Like there's two of them that are fairly short. The whole album just blends nicely. You don't even really notice.
0: 36 minutes long for 11 tracks. That's not right? bad at all. I appreciate the shorter albums. Oh my
1: God. Thank you. Thank you. If, if anything, it being a request is awesome I get to listen to something new, but having it at a half an hour, can we please do more of these like 1960s and 70s, just like vinyl album like, please, let's let's
0: yep. do we'll, we'll just do metal by Pink Floyd. So that way we actually have to review the 22 minute epic of echoes by Pink Floyd. Oh,
1: uh, I, I don't know if I've actually heard that. I mean, please don't uh, don't crucify me or anything. But uh, is that whole thing like, is it just one side for that one song or is it like and a double album? Side B is
0: just echoes. Side A is like a few tracks, including my favorite Fearless. But yeah, yeah. side B is just 22 minutes of echoes.
1: And is that it? Like, is it a double album or just a single? It's, a, it's just a single. Oh, okay, yeah, let's do that. Then that's fine. It's like well, review,
0: like what five songs? It, it, that's that's that song would be so hard to properly review because then like you got to <laughs> break down everything, and then the like, super psychedelic long middle. I mean, actual song there's only probably about four minutes.
1: Just, just my review: spiritual awakening. That's it.
0: Yeah, more or less, something like that. (laughs) And uh, while Savannah was talking, I did hold up in the camera audio viewers. you can't see. I do have the vinyl, the audio file version. Uh, So funny enough, I'm actually the keeper of my parents' record collection. My dad just like, here, you have records right here. Keep all of these. So he gave them all to me to look after, essentially. And yes, this was in the record collection. So I pulled it up. I'm like, perfect. Tea for the Tillerman. I can actually (laughs) show something off on camera. I
1: feel like you kind of have like a, a little record storage area where you have multiple bins. You just kind of go through going doo, 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 doo. perfect. And you have a record for almost everything we've done that you've uh, chosen. Yeah. That maybe maybe chosen. I've chosen. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, I don't know. I don't recall seeing countdown to <laughs> extinction anywhere in my, my collection. <laughs> you would never see it either. <laughs>
1: just imagine that you liked the album until we reviewed it. And then it's just like a fresh Prince shot of jazz being thrown out of the mansion, but it's just that album being thrown out your
0: window. I would go to the top of Hamilton, the Scarp and just toss it <laughs> off like a Frisbee and it'd be slow motion. And then birds would fly away. It'd be really dramatic. You would hear the
1: calling of the crows.
0: And <laughs> then as soon as like I'd zoom in and as soon as the record hits the ground, you just hear Dave, uh, David's grunt, <laughs> <laughs> so just those are the sound effects
1: oh my god i feel like dave is the only uh impersonation that i will accept on this show
0: so we, we might start getting cat stevens impersonations today because i was doing that a lot while uh writing my review <laughs>
1: No, well i i look forward to it because i don't think i've ever heard him speak I've never heard him speak
0: before. Oh, I'll be I'll be using a lot of his singing voice. That's just the better part of the impression. Okay. Ah, uh,
1: excellent. I but I can't
0: wait. Speaking of Cat Stevens' voice, I guess we should go ahead and start listening to his voice because it's time to start yes. the album. We've yes. t- taken this way too far and done too much. <laughs> so let's just jump right into it. So, song number one. Where did the children play?
1: Ah. Oh, okay. So, ah, uh, the chorus melody for me uh, took a little while to get used to. Uh, oddly enough, it it is less annoying the more I listen to it. I think I've just established. You know what? I just have preferences, and I can't really shit on these songs for sounding a way that I don't like. Although some of the dragged out sort of what syllables a little much, but not too bad. And this is just a uh, a thing for the entire album. There is something about analog recording that is just so warm and inviting, and I love listening to old albums for that reason. And even listening to it on Spotify, just the digital, you can still hear it and feel it, and I love it, and that's just overarching for the rest of it.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder what it is about the analog because everything yeah, just feels softer. It's as if you're watching a video and it has, like, that soft fuzz around, like, yes! the entire frame oh of the my screen. God, yes, So it's kind of like you're looking at a daydream or something, like yes. one of those scenes. That, yeah, like, I, I understand what you're saying. There's something yeah. definitely, like, softer and not so sharp about, the, like, a digital production, like a modern production.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. I've That's how I see it, but I've never been able to put that into words. So I, I like that. Yeah, it's like an airbrush on everything.
0: I love that. Yeah, it definitely works. It, it was just funny too. The way I, I, I originally read this song title, "Where Do the Children Play," I just like it's weird. I'm just sitting here, not even writing my notes. Just weird as a 33 year old man to sit here and be like, "Where do the children play?" <laughs> it's like, why do you want to know? Why are you inquiring? You fucking pervert. I'm just wondering. I'm not the one asking. I'm asking for this guy with the name Cat. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. I'm not making any implications on Cat Stevens.
1: <laughs> um, just not to to divert us too much, but I did read that uh, he changed his name to Cat Stevens because his actual name is just Steven. Um, he changed it to Cat Stevens because he wanted it, like, wanted people to come into the record, uh, record shop and, like, ask for... He didn't think that they would ask for his actual name, which is like his last name's like Gregorou or I don't know how to say that. It it looks like a French last name. Um but uh he he thought, oh in the states they love animals. So he just named himself cat and I guess an ex-girlfriend said he had eyes like a cat. So everything
0: just lined up.
1: Yeah. Very interesting. And I mean, it's memorable enough. You hear cat Stevens. You're like, all right, I know him. So, I mean, it all worked out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as for my thoughts on the song, rather than just the title Mm -hmm. itself, um, I, I do. Uh, one thing I really liked about the song was like, the accenting that this double bass has because it's, like, one of those stand-up basses in this one. You can just tell from the tone alone. I think it's great accenting on, like, all the chord changes of the guitar. It really kind of, like, popped out in the song for me, and it's funny because not a lot pops up in these songs because of the production itself, and that's not... I'm not saying anything bad about that. If anything, I do like it. And you're not expecting anything to pop out too hard on an album like this. I mean, like, it's just... It's a generally, like, pretty tame, folky album, Just just, like, some really great songwriting. So you're not going to get these, like, really harsh abrasive moments yeah but uh, uh the accenting on the double bass really kind of directs the song well and kind of ma- kind of just lets you know where the song's going more or less like for lack of a better term uh it, my blanket favorite for the album is that the production speaking of which just works really well not only on this track but just overall mm-hmm. uh, everything just sounds so clean and like even with like very few instruments throughout the entire production like Everything is still there and it all sounds really full and rich. So everything was mixed very, very well. And yeah, you'd have to because on analog tape, you don't really uh, have room for error. Yeah. Tape was expensive. <laughs>
1: um, I don't actually have much about, well, regarding this song or really any of the other ones because they are just very straightforward folk sort of bare bones, as bare as you can get while still sounding fantastic. Um, It is obvious that it's more about the songwriting than the playing, obviously that's really goes with the genre, Um, I really enjoyed the accompanying, accompanying strings at the end of the track, and I think it is a pretty good opening track I, I tried to place a different song in this position as I do the opening and the closing, and I, uh, I like this one, it's a it's a good track listing order, I guess.
0: I do do believe there was a certain folk artist who uh, was more about the storytelling, but previously on the show,
1: <laughs> harmonica. That's it. If I could whistle a harmonica noise, I would
0: have just them. Yeah, but you need like two or three tones coming out of your mouth at the same time.
1: <laughs> me, really me. Like that. Give me two minutes and I'll get a harmonica, but I will just spike the audio. So I'm going to, I'll save. I, I,
0: I'm running this zoom call. I can just cut your audio and be like, Savannah, Savannah went away. <laughs>
1: I got as a, as a gift years ago, I was, uh, got a, or I was given a long necklace with this really, really mini harmonica. So there were a couple times that I'd wear it out and I would just wear it under my shirt and then just pull it out and then just blow on it. And then just, just keep going. It's maybe i do have a newfound appreciation for
0: harmonicas uh, we're reduxing blonde on blonde it's happening we're not folks. doing
1: we're not doing <laughs> Ooh, that. i we'll can't do wait
0: it. to dig back in let's go to the I'll, remaster this time
1: <laughs> i'll do another bob dylan album but i won't do that one
0: again uh what's the get your kicks on route 66 or what the fuck that album's called return this route 66 or something like that. he's got an album something like that i don't really remember no idea I, I, I couldn't tell you which album is which. Uh, the only other note I have for the song, though, is uh, I do like the pickup towards the end that has the drums finally kick in. Um, mm-hmm. It's just unfortunate it took so long to kick in because I really liked it and I felt it was appreciated when it finally did. Yeah. And also, uh, the thing about folk albums, too, is if it does indeed have like a drum kit used in it, the tone is fantastic. It's a little muddied and punchy. It's not too sharp, but the, it, it works so well on softer music. Mm -hmm. it's it's like even going back to the Bob Dylan album, like same thing there with like the drum kit, like just the tone of it works and fits. So it's something to really appreciate in albums like this. And I liked it here. Wish there was more of it in the song, but what can you do?
1: Uh, Record it yourself. Write him Uh, a letter. Burn it. I don't know.
0: Do you want to do all three of those things at once? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She says, biting her lip, thinking of Bob Dylan. Okay, moving oh, on to song on. number two, <laughs> Hard-Headed Woman. Oh, gross. Um,
1: so I found that some vocal parts of this song just sounded like Peter Peter Gabriel. Now, they aren't uh, lasting, but it's sort of when he pushes and kind, I don't want to say screams, but like, borderline gets aggressive with a couple words. You he like, it out
0: ooh. a little bit, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm like, ooh, I like this. Okay, okay, cool. Um, And like the last track, I find the strings really add something to these songs because they're like still modest and demure, but like as exciting as they can be. So still in that sort of, um, I don't want to say slow tempo, but kind of slower feeling Um, in the slower feeling sort of song or whatever i i kind of lost my train of thought point is strings thumbs up i liked
0: it no i agree because i actually wrote about the strings too <laughs> they are a really nice addition to the track they just make everything feel like breezy and pleasant yeah, yeah and it's not the first time i've said that about the strings in this album as well so i mean like i will chances are i will repeat that at some point i just don't remember when or where yeah but there's not many songs on this album so you're gonna hear it pretty soon uh yeah not that the album wasn't pleasant already because overall it it is fairly easy and pleasant to listen to as so sad as some of the songs may be uh again mm-hmm. not covering lyrical content but some of the songs you can kind of just pick up on if you listen yeah it's, it's not so bad but i i don't know it's still a nice texture to have in the song really enjoy the strings uh yeah you're kind of talking about the voice too and how it kind of belts out a little bit i actually wrote just overall that there's great dynamics throughout this track because yeah a lot of it's based on like softer melodies and everything like that just because that's the style of music But then you have these occasional like louder jarring moments like like when he's belting out or maybe you you strum the guitar just a little harder than you did in the last verse. You know, kind of things like that. I think it works really well to emphasize certain parts of the track, especially if you're trying to like portray some sort of message. And yeah, similarly with the previous track, too, um, it it took a it took a bit, but the uh, the pickup did eventually happen in this one. And I did like it better in this track than the previous one. There was a lot of things to enjoy about this, so uh, so far I'm having a good time.
1: Uh, I agree. Um, Like I said, I don't have too much in the way of, I guess, criticisms. Um, I... I can't write music can't tell someone else how to write music and there wasn't much in this that I didn't like or wanted to change it sounded just as good as the last one to me and uh at this point I was actually looking forward to continuing on I know that sometimes for me the first couple of songs if they don't get me right away my attention span it's just gone and even if it picks up later on in the album I'm like I, you lost me a couple tracks ago, but I'm still on board. I'm still excited. And uh, yeah, so I mean, that is a positive for me.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, when it comes to albums like that, because, like, I have that kind of issue, too. Like, I'll try to break it into quarters if I can, mm-hmm. depending on how long the album is. So, like, if it's a 12-track album, then, you know, I'll listen to four songs now and review them. I'll yeah. I'll do the other four a little later, maybe the next four the next day or something along the lines of that. Yeah. Like, I do a full listen-through, but then, yeah, if, if I need to, like... I, I think the last time I really did that, I'm trying to think, might have been Therion, which was also yeah. a request album. Yeah, uh, where it's like, I, I needed to listen to that in chunks and like yeah. kind of digest it that way. And then when I was done, I overlapped and listened to the album again, just front to back. And I was kind of reading my notes as I was listening to the tracks. I'm like, okay, this all yeah. fits. I'm, I'm I'm good with these notes. Yeah. I didn't need it for this one though. Yeah. Because not only is it a short album, but it's just pretty pleasant all the way through. So I, you don't really get tired of it.
1: Yeah. And because there isn't, I, I there's no lull in it at all. And there have been some albums that we've listened to. And and the way that you review is, is the way I review. But at the beginning, I will listen to it just mindlessly. I'll put it on in the background just to kind of, if anything piques my interest, at least I really know what to focus on next time. But there are some albums where my interest is peaked after I thought, oh, this is boring. I hate this. Yeah. But this one is just it. By the time I thought... I wonder like if there's going to be anything I you know might not like the fucking album was over
0: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and then then you have to like jump back tracks it's like no there was one thing I think I wanted to say where it was and you're going through all the songs but thankfully they're so short you can find it pretty easy
1: yeah or you listen to it again going okay no it actually isn't that bad okay cool I like this
0: yeah there's literally only one song in this album that's over four minutes long and it's Mm -hmm. I mean it's five minutes long just a little over five but everything else is like roughly three and a half there's a couple of like one to one and a half minute tracks i mean
1: yeah, yeah. really to the point i like it you like get his shit done
0: yeah it's not prog folk it's just folk I, oh my god
1: <laughs> well i can imagine it's like a um sort of open mic night and he's like okay so i have all of this material i have to get it in within half an hour does an entire album at like a random open open mic and that's how the album happened that's it's the way I'd like to think about it, anyways. Oh,
0: buddy, save some for the album. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> just gonna go is... ahead and uh, do it all here. Now, if you'll excuse me, find the girl, settle down. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, here it comes. <laughs> oh, god, it's just uh, doing a voice like this is like that's my Cat Stevens impression, even though it's oh, probably god. very inaccurate. <laughs> but it's like, a, are th- any of the accents I do accurate at all? <laughs> like,
1: uh, really? Dave Mustaine, if he was a snarling pit, if he was a snarling pit bull,
0: yes. Well, he is because he's the alpha male. Remember that. Oh
1: my god, I fucking more so than James so Hetfield.
0: Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> yeah, it surely is a wild world, and that's true, right? Number three, wild world. Again, gotta get that pun in there somewhere.
1: So during the last track, there were a couple chord progressions where I thought, wow, this really sounds familiar. Well, then this song came on, and I thought, oh, okay, this is why. Yes,
0: absolutely. Because it
1: sounded, it sounded like this song. Um, it's not hard to... Oh, oh, okay. So during the chorus, it is really, really hard to not vocally mimic the guitar scaling after the title phrase.
0: <laughs>
1: like... Every time I hear it, I go, do, 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 do. I just, I can't, I can't not
0: do it. Then that just makes the chorus that much catchier.
1: Right? I
0: know. The fact that you sing the lyrics pretty easily because they're really understandable, but then you can also immediately hum the guitar and piano. Like, oh yeah. You sing, there's like no point where you're not singing the chorus. So, hey, you know what? That's good songwriting Right? right there.
1: And I don't know if it's just the repetition and being like hearing it over and over and over for, I would assume decades. Cause like it's a very well-known popular song. It's been covered like pff, dozens of times by different artists. The
0: Wikipedia page of this song alone shows all the notable covers and there's, there's <laughs> yeah, a bunch, right? there's a bunch.
1: Right. And so I don't know if it's just uh exposure or if it's super catchy. I'd like to think it's just super catchy right off the gate. You hear it one time. You're like, all right, it's in my brain now. It's where it is. Where it lives. Well, I mean, come on, like, ooh, baby,
0: baby, it's a wild world. See, do, 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 there you do, go. Do. See, we we had our very first sing along. It works. <laughs> Perfect. Um, the one thing I've always liked about this song, and I never really like, I th- I think I subconsciously knew this over like the decades that I've heard this song since I was a kid but never really understood until I critically listened to it was the changes between minor and major in the verses and major, uh, the courses. So the mm-hmm. verses are all done on like a, a minor kind of scale. And then the course transition over to a major scale. And so it kind of, it, it kind of gives you like, I don't want to say like a, like an uneasy verse, but it's, it definitely has that feeling of sadness because that's what a minor chord kind of portrays. Yeah. And then when it gets into the course, it feels like a like everything was, like, saturated with color, and it feels warm, and it sounds nicer and pleasant. The birds came back out, springtime happened, you know, like that yeah. whole thing. Nice little resolution. So those are always something... I think that's something I've always appreciated, but never really discovered until now. So that was mm-hmm. kind of nice to have that brought out while listening to it. Um, The drum work in the song was really interesting because it's very, very minimal. And, I mean... Uh, Really, the most you hear from it comes out of the chorus when there's like um, like, the, the, like the occasional hit of hi-hat, conga drums, like hand drums and everything like that. Very quiet in the background, but it's still there. And I really mm-hmm. actually kind of enjoy that. So it's it's not getting carried away. It fits what's going on. And it's still very catchy, memorable without like a big drum beat behind it. So, hey, super cool. And then, yeah, that's just the catchy chorus, of course. Uh, but the one thing I do like about the chorus is like towards the end um as he's singing the portion and I'll always remember you like a child girl and like there's yeah. that like that, that big pause just before he like dives into it it's like Di-na-na-na-na.
1: and i always
0: remember you yeah. like a child girl <laughs> and he's got that like slight growl in his voice again there you go like t- not quite belting it's like the opposite but still he's got the and i'll always remember you yeah you're just dancing the entire time audio listener, she's dancing the entire time <laughs> it's just
1: in my it's just in my head so it's like. All I have to do is read the song title and it's just in my head. And I'm like, yeah, I feel like this is definitely a sign of a good song when it is just that earworm that I know that for the rest of the night, it's just going to right in there. Oy.
0: Well, there it shall stay while we still continue to talk about the album.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I I really like the piano. Uh, it feels like another guitar, which is nice. Um it is one of the best picks for a single. I'm not sure if I picked many others. Um, this one I think was a, a really good choice. And um yeah, it I just want to speak miles on its ear earworm memorableness. And I'd like to just pop around in my seat a little bit. So uh that's all I got.
0: Bop around, but knowing that it's a folk song, chances are the lyrics are very, very sad.
1: Oh, probably. I I think kind of what I got. I don't think from there is it, like happy
0: folk music. I really don't think oh there God. is.
1: Not. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's all like trials, tribulations, and sort of. I I don't really know the uh the history of the genre, but I can imagine it didn't come from anything good. Well,
0: I mean, like it, it's country music without the sex and barbecue. It's all the sad parts about country music.
1: Oh boo, so sad. But uh, but yeah, I. I like this song.
0: It's good. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why it's uh, probably his most popular. I would argue and say his most popular.
1: Yes, or maybe what is that? First cut is the deepest. I know that. I know that's by him.
0: I thought that was by Cheryl Crow. No, <laughs> no. I, I, it's funny because like that, I'm more familiar with her version than the original. Mm-hmm. But yes, I know that was a cover. So yeah,
1: I'm
0: yeah. not that. I'm dumb, but I'm not that dumb. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that then. All right. So we'll move on. Song number four, sad Lisa.
1: There. Okay. <sighs> I now I saw just, at the beginning there. <laughs> thank thank <laughs> you. I'm know. very sad. I'm very sad about this. Um, while you grab your pencil, you might as well just put a check mark uh, next to this one. There is so much about the song that I like. Um, first off, the piano, it like sounds eerie. And it really translates this like sad feeling. So not only is he singing about a woman that's sad and sort of what she's going through to a point, the music really sort of translates that as well. Um, I found that some of the lyrical phrasing was like a little uncomfortable, but I got used to it and I kind of fit it in with the music with I guess, how unsettling some of it sounded. So I was like, well, maybe it it kind of paints this cohesive picture that maybe I can't quite see. Um, But I find it so sad. I love it. And and may I quote myself, and the strings, so sad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're quoting yourself in the review that you're currently reading. So meta- you could have so just meta. you could have just said it without saying and quote myself. It's like those people who literally like say a quote and then say their own name after the quote. <laughs> well, soon I'll just be
1: Savannah Esquire. Uh, Savannah last name Esquire. So,
0: well, soon I'll be Doctor. Nah, I'm not going to be a doctor. <laughs> Fuck that. I've got no joke here. So I'll just move Doctors right on because my the fact that I thought I had a joke is a joke. There you go. <laughs> I Laugh at that. <laughs> so with uh, Sad Lisa here, yeah, the piano's really pretty in this one. I do enjoy that. Yeah. And it was nice to have it as the lead in the track. So far, like it's the first song that's done that. So that's really cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, there's also a solo violin that kind of kicks in. That's a really nice addition to have. So you got these like yeah. kind of like not exactly new elements, but the ones that are standing out a little more. So it kind of gives you something else to appreciate about the track. Uh, yeah, the string section is really good at like the emotional impact of the song and like kind of bringing that out a little more So it definitely helps And the vocals are like well done in this track as they are across most of the album There's like a lot of softer parts. I think with the song this emotional though It would would have been nice if you had like one kind of vocal swell that kind of like intensifies just a bit like you don't necessarily have to belt it out but just increase the volume a little bit increase the dynamic just for the fact that like you know you can emphasize some of the sadder points yeah. Not that I docked points for that, but I just thought it'd be a good idea. But I mean, what the hell do I know about songwriting?
1: Uh, absolutely. Well, when we review one of your albums,
0: Conflict you know. of Interest, I can't do it.
1: <laughs> a plus, A plus. I was gonna
0: say S tier. Now what?
1: Oh hell yeah, um, yeah. I don't really like. I found it pretty difficult to point out certain parts in this album, whether it be like the drums, the guitar, whatnot, because it is so minimal but so i guess put together nicely because it does have like the album itself has like sort of little choir bits or with the strings or the piano and whatnot but it's not it's not a prog rock album you know what i mean like i can't be like oh then they did this part then this was in this time signature and this and that and even with like normal rock songs at least i can be like oh the guitar this, but this is just a acoustic guitar, maybe an accompanying guitar. Everything sounds fairly acoustic and warm. And I feel like just saying that is 75% of the reviews I'm going to talk about per song. So, I mean, oh, yeah. unfortunately, I don't want it to come across like I wasn't paying attention to it, but like, I, it's really to the point, And all of these songs aren't, filled with filler or fluff where it's just verse chorus verse chorus sort of bridge sometimes solo not all the time which is still nice and it's just that's it and i like that for my minimal attention span this album was perfect
0: (laughs) well and as we alluded to earlier too just the fact that like yeah with it with the uh the length of the songs being shorter and everything like that—it it really does help the fact that yeah, there's no fluff or anything in this album. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember the exact point I was gonna make, so I was trying. I was just I was I was using word fluff right there to just try to like <laughs> get my memory back. But then you know that feeling when you're trying to remember something and speak, and you can actually feel something in your brain, kind of like it's like melting away or something like that. It's just this weird trickling feeling of just like there's the memory I wanted, and I'm not gonna be able to get it back.
1: Yes. um, A lot of times have been caught on camera where, oh, you can tell something's moving up there and it's dead. It's dead now. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know where I was going with this.
0: Well, it's good that all I did was literally repeat what you said without adding anything to it, because <laughs> I completely forgot what I was going to say.
1: Ah, uh, And to the point we are miles from nowhere. I don't know. I tried.
0: I was going to say we're... Just like we're- we're, we're miles from the end of the album. I don't know. We're actually, we're not. It's actually not that far away. <laughs> song number five, Miles from Nowhere. Um, I, I do like the... Uh, I mean, this can be said with a lot of the tracks on the album, but I do like the guitar and piano combination. Uh, mm-hmm. This song in particular, I think it sounds fantastic. It's a really well-paired combo. And... Once again, just kind of like this really great vocal performance across the track. Like, I feel like that's just a blanket statement that I should probably stop bringing up. Yeah. Like, his voice tonally isn't the greatest I've heard, but it, it is endearing. It It is kind of sweet when you, like, match it to this style of music. So, it, it's kind of like, it reminds me of, like, you know, th- not comparing these two. I'm just going to get the idea of my head of, like, listening to Primus, for example, where, like, Les Claypool does not have a fantastic voice. But his voice is so well suited and it sounds great over yeah. top of that track. Whereas again, Sufjen Stevens, Steven, why the hell did I say that? Cat Stevens, totally, Stevens.
1: I totally had to look up if they were the same person. No, they're because definitely I not. Because I don't know who
0: that guy is, but I've well, heard I've his heard name f- multiple times. a few times. of his tracks. So that, he's, he's pretty good. He's pretty decent. Another kind that's of really funny. artist. That's uh, really But yeah. Cat Stevens, again, he doesn't sound bad. It's not like Les Claypool where it's like he sounds bad, but he fits what he does. Where it's like, yeah. he doesn't sound terrible, but he's not. He's definitely not like the greatest singer. But my God, I, I like this. It sounds fantastic in this kind of style. So that's why I always say it's like it's great vocal performance regardless. And yeah, mm-hmm. this one kind of takes you on a few different, like a little bit of emotion, a few different emotions throughout the track too. Because like he's quieter, he's louder, he's a little bouncier at some points. Like there's just like a few things going on. So kind of like, Takes you on a bit of a ride, I guess.
1: A literal ride, because I noted that although not much is happening on the surface, I do enjoy how the intensity builds and then comes back down before song end. And this all happens in three and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's kind of like a roller coaster where it brings you up to the top, drops you down in like this intense sort of drop. And then then the ride's over and that's it. But uh, I I really like that, where you can kind of manufacture that feeling from seemingly nothing, really. Um, And I did really like the addition of the the choir-like backing vocals. I wasn't sure if it was a choir or if it was just a couple, so who knows. But it did sound very full and very nice. Um, And I liked how, again, with the uh, sort of intensity building... I liked how it picked up relatively quickly and sounds a little bit more. Now, I don't know if this is the right sort of word I wanted to use, but it sounds a little more jubilant than I thought it would. It just it gives me a little bit more energy. And I like that. It was good.
0: Uh, yeah, I did reference the energy uh, because, yeah, that the pickup in the middle and it's also towards the end of the track as well. I did really like it. Couldn't have asked for anything better uh, in mm-hmm. this track. I don't want to say it picked up intensity because that makes it sound like it went like heavy and obviously you're not going to get that out of this album. But I mean, I I like how the voice had that echo to it suddenly. And then the percussion kicks in that brought in that kind of sudden energy and everything like that. Really great composition all around of that part. I, I really liked it. So it was, it was a nice contrast to the quieter parts. It was fun, but then it's nice to kind of bring you back down and then send you back to it before the song's over. So, and because it's not so intense again, it actually just makes it a lot more digestible. And so therefore I was having a good time listening to it.
1: Yeah. I, uh, my, my little cap off for that one is the album isn't annoying yet. So I'm pleased.
0: (laughs) Not yet, but we're like, we're like halfway through. So now I fear for what you'll think towards the end of the album.
1: Yeah. But, uh, I wanted to think of a segue for the next one, but I have absolutely no idea. I want to hear your
0: review, but I might die tonight thinking that it's probably a B-tier album. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, please. Yes, number six, but I might die tonight. And my first note is literally flip the B-side or Mm. side B, because I mean, this uh, actually, I could probably just tell you because I have the vinyl right here. It's definitely the last song of side A. Because it's, like, listed with song and lyrics on the back. It doesn't tell you what's what. Wait, hold on. If I just pull up the record, because now I want to know if I'm right. I didn't look it up. I would I assume know. that it's the last one. because what was the it? Very... Miles from no, Yeah, Miles from Nowhere at the end of Side A. Yes. Oh, this really? is Side B. Okay. Shit. Really?
1: I thought it this was the last track of Side A,
0: because they mimicked that for Side B. And not only that, this song's only a minute and 53 seconds yeah. long. Yeah. Interesting. Damn you, I... Kitten Stevens.
1: Really? It would have made... St- audibly it would make more sense to have it at the end of side a, but yeah, because it's a
0: short song that kind of just trails out. It feels kind of like a transitional track. And I mean, it's still like a decent song. There's something going on in it. So it's cool. But yeah, Yeah. I think just end of side a flip to side B more so more like welcome to side B.
1: Interesting. I did never notice that the song was just shy of two minutes only because I did listen to it all in one go without paying attention to any tracks. Um, It is a testament to how well the entire album flows, because I had no idea that this was such a short track. Um, I did notice that it was sort of heavier feeling vocals. Um, I really like that sort of a, a, again, moderate intensity. I kind of use that as just a it. it Gave me a little bit more than what uh, what I was listening to just vocally. Um, and the more I listen to this, the less I hate it because the vocal structure and the repetition irritated me at the beginning, but I feel like it is at the point now where it is memorable. Like it plays in my head. So it's like, maybe that repetition is
0: good. You're not talking about the next song though, are you? Cause I mean, that happens exactly the same way in the other song too. Longer boats has like the same lines that over and over and over again.
1: Uh, I think it is this one because, well, just of my, uh, my review on the next one. I'm pretty sure it's this one. And uh, yeah, yeah, it didn't bother me. It did the first two listens, but everything after that, it just became an earworm and fucking hate that. Oh, I hate that. But it's good. It's good
0: all right all right wasn't, wasn't bad yeah uh but yeah i do like that kind of like pick up halfway through the song it was unexpected and enjoyable because i expect this it, since it was quieter and shorter again i thought this was like the end of the a side so yeah right? let's just kind of trail off on something quiet and we'll flip the record over and see what happens but no yeah. i think it picked up i'm like okay so i assume this was gonna be a transitional track but it held itself up so hey i thought that was pretty cool it became mm-hmm. something kind of neat even though it's short uh, cool harmonies all over this one. It's it's kind of faint and few as they may be. But at the same time, when they did happen, I thought it was really cool. And I mean, yeah, it's just a brief track and it got a fairly solid idea off the ground and didn't overkill it. So there was you, you can you can enjoy what you were hearing and whether you're paying attention or not, you're likely going to hear what you hear anyway. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you know what? Not bad. Not bad at all.
1: Yep. I did note. I did note good front half with the knowledge I have now. <laughs> Uh, good front half plus song.
0: (laughs) Well, let's see if that can carry on to the rest of the B side then song number seven, longer boats. And yes, this is where like a lot of the lines start to repeat in this song. I know that much.
1: Yeah. Um, it didn't bother me. Uh, the chorus reminds me of a campfire song and I like how the song starts with the chorus. So it really just grabs you from the beginning. Um, I like how layered the vocals sound. Like, I don't know if it's a backup uh vocals along with him, or if it's just um, him sort of duplicated, whatever it is. I liked it, gave it a nice full, rich sound. Um, and by the time I felt like the song was running a little long, maybe because of the repetition, uh, the song was over. So I was was going to say, that's
0: crazy considering it's three minutes and 13 seconds long.
1: Well, by the time I looked and I was like, okay, when is this? Oh, 10 seconds. Good. (laughs) So.
0: Uh, yeah, the vocal harmonies on that refrain, I mean, that was really well produced, it sounded nice, very rich, as you said. Yeah. Like, yeah, again, with this, uh, the strings making the track feel just very airy, it's a super nice feeling, so it's just it's pleasant to have going on and everything like that. I felt yeah. the bass out, uh, stood out a lot more on this track. Uh, maybe it's the way of being plucked, I don't know, maybe it's just the tone of it all together as compared to everything else. But I thought it sounded good, and I love the tone of a good plucked double bass anyway, so it sounds great. Bass is God. Yeah, and this one's like the big, juicy, fat-ass double bass, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Um, and yeah, I once again, I, I've i said this note a couple of times, like I like the drums, but it just came in a, li- a little too late. And yeah. it, but the, the problem with this particular track and the drums, though, is like it felt like his, the drummer missed the cue like a whole minute prior and came in <laughs> way too late and just kind of really? jumped into the last portion of the song because it came out of nowhere and lasted yeah. all of like 25 seconds. And then the song was over. So
1: I, didn't,
0: just, I did not notice that. I don't know. It, it, it was a little weird to me. And I was just like, I like the drum. So it's too bad. Like you came into the last second. I imagine the drummer sitting there for the entire, the entirety of this song, like in a live concert and just waiting, waiting, waiting. Oh, my oh, 25 shit. seconds is coming. Okay, here we go. <laughs> That's sort of what I feel
1: like. It. I, I didn't, I didn't notice that. Um, but uh, I, I really hope that if I listen to this song again, I don't get stuck on that thought going, oh, this is what he was talking about. Oh, no, it bothers me. So maybe yeah, ignorance I. is bliss. <laughs> Ugh, gross. But uh, no, I, I like the song. This is one of the ones that during my uh, straight through listen stuck out to me. I was like, oh, OK, I, I, I like this one. So, I mean, that's always good.
0: Glad to know. Make my marking yeah. on the paper now. OK, or at least what I my prediction marking, I suppose.
1: And I do just want to mention with the song titles, I really like how they're not ambiguous at all. Because I know some albums, they'll just be like, uh, the song is called In My Room, and they sing about being outside. You know what I mean? You're like, at no point do you say In My Room in this song. But at least with all these song titles, when I hear the chorus, I'm like, I already know what song that is. I know what song that is. So yeah, I really I appreciate the, it. yeah, I appreciate the straightforward, uh, titling of this album.
0: Supposing so, and considering it's folky, I mean, like, I guess the storytelling has to be a little more straightforward because usually yeah, it is yeah. like they don't folk music. I could be very wrong about this. I don't know. But from my experience of listening to folk music, it's not extremely metaphorical. Some mm-hmm. artists can be like, that's not, of course they can, but, A lot of it's just like straightforward, like my heart's broken. I'm addicted to drugs or alcohol. Like, uh, I, I was happy today, but I'm probably going to be sad tomorrow. Like the, all these like story ideas.
1: Yeah. And like just straightforward stories. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Alrighty then. So we'll go into the white for song number eight, into the white or into white, I should say.
1: Um, this one didn't actually stick out to me too much um, it does sound kind of similar to what I've heard thus far. Um, it does sound sad, but like in a weirdly optimistic way, if that's possible to translate musically, that's kind of what I got from that. Um, I found it a simple and easy listen, but again, it did sound fairly similar to what we've heard for the last, what, nine, nine, eight, nine tracks. So
0: something along with like that yeah, yeah but yeah. that didn't bother me again because the songs are so short anyways like generally averaged or shorter that, yeah like I didn't think much about it like I kind of got that feeling with the song but I didn't want to note it only because I was like you know what I, I I'm still enjoying what I'm hearing because yeah like, yeah usually it like I, I can't say that it, it wouldn't bother me if it sounded good and it or it would bother me if it sounded bad um because i know some albums i've been back and forth on whether or not like i like that they're still continuing on with one sound versus like oh you've already done this try something else yeah. i did notice it on this track but again it's not bothering me because i i liked what was going on previously and i i i like that it's still here and again you can't you can't expect too much in an album like this with mm-hmm. given like uh the the personnel on this album like there's not a lot of people there's not a lot of instruments so i mean like Don't expect a a crazy sax solo on song nine or something like that. (laughs) I I think I would have actually hated that.
1: Imagine just out of nowhere.
0: (laughs) No, thank you. You blew it. We wanted strings, no horns. Maybe like really light trumpet, like suit. I'm talking like airy Mm. light trumpet. But even then, like, don't mess with a good thing. If you already got a good thing going. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, there is nice, light guitar work that kind of carries out through this track. I like that. So thankfully it's not a saxophone. (laughs) Um, The (laughs) the vocals again, just work really well in this one. As I said, that's a blanket statement a while ago, but I wrote it here too. So obviously I'm still feeling the same way, which is a good sign. Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote this specifically. And so I'm going to have to remember this as I'm reading it too. So I'm going to have to read it directly. I really like the way he sings and everything empties into white. Uh, that with the chord and maybe even key change is audibly pleasing. Yes, I do remember that because like just the way that part was sung and it like it changes the key just slightly for like a moment. Mm-hmm. And just the way it was, I I, can't, I I don't, again, I'm not really good with music theory, so I don't even know if it's technically a key change. But my God, it was so nice to hear that. And I was like, ooh, that's different. <laughs> a little chill down my spine. Yeah. I'm glad I could do that for you, my son. Anyways, that's my Cat Stevens. Oh, thank part you three. so
1: much for waiting so long into this before starting that bullshit. I
0: already, I was doing Cat Stevens and I already did that earlier. But yeah, you, but you now you're anyway.
1: singing. Now you're singing, so it's terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have much, uh, just because it does sound similar. Like like you said, it isn't a bad thing. I don't want to allude to it being as, as such. Um, but it's really just a, this is why I don't have much to say because I would just be repeating myself over and over, but I'm realizing that talking about not having much to say is really repeating myself over and over. So I'm done now.
0: No, yeah, fine and dandy. But I do find that even when we run out of things to say, we still find things to say just based off each other's comments. So at the very least yeah. things carry on properly that way. Right.
1: hmm. And I mean,
0: I don't know what you have to say, but I'm
1: on the road to find out.
0: I was I was thinking of a transition, but you got there first. That's fine. I already got like two technically. One, I have one and a half in this episode because <laughs> that second one I did was kind of like garbage. I th- I don't even remember what the hell I oh, said they're, anymore. Oh,
1: they're 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 all terrible.
0: You're welcome. Song um, number nine on the road to find out the, the the five minute colossal prog rock track. Um. uh
1: Even at five minutes, I wasn't waiting for it to end. Um. Oh, although yes. I. Don't really have much say about it as an individual track. Now I halfway through reading that, I was like, well, I'm re- repeating myself a million flipping times. I do like the melody of this one. Um, there's not much that I don't like about it or didn't like about it. And I find myself when I'm doing these reviews, I'm I feel like sometimes I focus more on the stuff that I don't like. So I'm more likely to make note of that. But When I do like something, I, I feel like I'm more likely to just pay attention to it and take it in, than write it down, which sometimes I feel like is to, to a detriment, but I mean, sometimes no news is good news, right? So this one, I liked it. Um, I definitely found it memorable again, the song title because you read the song title and if you've heard the song enough, just the song will pop into your head. And I really like that. It's, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of, it's like psychological something like they're, they're brain training me somehow, but uh, you know what? This album playing
0: 4d chess with your brain.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you title these, I look at it going, oh, I know exactly what song that, oh, they got into my brain somehow. So stay out of my brain.
0: Well, when I see this song title, I just think of On the Road Again by Canned Heat. <laughs> I'm on the Road Again. <laughs> on the Road Again. You yeah. <laughs> You've heard it. I know you have.
1: <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Is it one that if I hear the song, all I would think about is like long-distance truckers?
0: Maybe, but the voice is memorable because of how like weirdly plain it is. It's in it, really muffled like this.
1: Interesting. So
0: like it, it's one of those things where even if you don't remember the song outright, like something about his voice just stands out. You're like, oh that's, yeah. that's weird. Yeah.
1: I might listen to that. We'll if see. you ever
0: hear something described as canned heat vocals, it's literally referring to that.
1: Interesting. Never heard that before.
0: But on the road to find out, uh, my notes about the song at the very least uh uh-huh. yeah this had a very warm opening riff to the track and i mean like some of the songs have had that already but this one stood out to me in that way of being like the warmest one so far so really pleasant and i mean it's it's just makes me feel the best upon hearing it out of all the ones i've heard so far so definitely got that one going on for me and one thing i noticed too is that there's even though it sounds minimal like if you if you sit down and listen to the track especially going into the chorus there's an, like a really interesting amount of like instrumental layering going on.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so it was fun to kind of like pick it all apart and just like the small parts that were happening in the background and really each one plays a relevant role because when I was listening to it, like all combined together it's just like you know everything fits really well so I kind of like how even the smallest parts in the background that a lot of people miss they're there and they still play a good role.
1: Mhm. Um I I Anything I thought about the song, I clearly did not write down. So I dropped the ball on this one. So I'm going to just look at you and go, I agree.
0: I hope you at least gave it a score and a fair one at that.
1: Uh, I gave it a 0.2.
0: Oh, is that your way of trying to avoid the B tier?
1: No. Well, yes. Throw it in the D tier. There you go.
0: If you gave the song a 0.2 and you beat out like literally anything from like you know, through her eyes by dream theater or like anything from gratitude. Yeah. If this song was worse than any one thing on those albums, it's like, I swear to God, what the hell is happening with this podcast?
1: Well, to find out my score, we're
0: on the road to find out. You already did that. You can't do two. You only get credit for one. <laughs> um, the more I listened to this track, though, the more I really enjoyed, like, the soft, like, weightless feeling verses that kind of pick up to mm-hmm. these bouncier courses. So, again, like, a lot of texture going on this track. Again, very soft. Yeah, I saw that, like, little f- flash spasm on your camera there. Like, I don't know what the hell that was.
1: Um, if anybody wants to join our Ko-fi page, um, I can get a new new ring. Oh, we- my God. I'm so sorry about the seizure-inducing lighting that my uh, setup yeah, I don't produces. have to put, like,
0: trigger warnings at the beginning of our video. Warning, Savannah's camera might give you a seizure.
1: Well, I mean, you might be so overjoyed with uh, joy uh, looking at me that you might have one anyways. So, I mean, oops, my bee.
0: You're literally killing people, and you're like, uh-oh, sorry. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, you're dead. <laughs> It, now, it will be that, like, brutally annoying, too. Just like, oh, oh, my God. I pissed myself off doing that. Oh, my God. That's, that's hilarious. Do you want to see me get physically violent with myself on camera? Go to kovi.com slash rate the record. <laughs> <laughs> Where there's a five-minute video of me just beating the shit out of myself. And then oh I try to convince God. you that my mental state is fine just fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wanna see how wanna see how this progresses? Watch the <laughs> Rate the Record podcast. Yeah, next where we episode, do none of those things.
0: Yeah, next episode I come back, I'm just covered in like, like bruises and like oh gashes my on my face, stitches and everything like that. And just like, if you want to find out what happened, go to Kofi Duke. Oh my jaw. <laughs> Kofi.com slash write the record. Like my jaws wired shut. Oh
1: my god, how many times can we fit that into a normal conversation?
0: Kofi.com slash write the record exactly and because uh, i forgot to say at the beginning so i'm just making up for lost time now. <laughs> oh perfect perfect my segues are working so the only other thing i have to say about on the road to find out is like it, it's five minutes and eight seconds long but i did not notice that song was over five right? minutes mm-hmm. because like, it just flows so well and blends nicely into the background of whatever you're doing so it just makes for a pleasant listening so even critically like it didn't feel that like i swear to god it was like three minutes and i was like this is done Mm-hmm. And I, I went back and listened to it again. Like, did I just like, I don't know, like phase out or something like that? But no, I heard the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I def- i I consciously and wholeheartedly agree with that one. Yes.
0: And usually that's not exactly the best note I can give because like that's like if a song doesn't feel as long as usual because I've like my brain just skipped a part of it and just like, yeah, this is boring. But the thing is, I wasn't bored by the song. I actually enjoyed it. So, I mean, like. It's interesting how this album's doing that. And it's like a folky album too. So there's nothing like super loud or exciting to like super keep your attention. Yeah. But it's just working for what it is, which is nice. Maybe it's the old man in me, but I don't know. I, I like these albums. I like folk music. I've liked folk yeah. music for a long time.
1: I I think you're older than your youthful looks. Um, oh, gee, thanks. You're very well. I still get
0: ID to the I've,
1: oh my God. The within the last, uh I can't really say it anymore, just because I am starting to look like an old hag. But uh, a couple years ago, I was ID'd for lottery tickets. You have to be 18. I do not look 18. Oh. At least uh, anymore.
0: All right. And speaking of which, you go from son to father, because father, son is song number 10. There you go I That's right.
1: That's all that bullshit was. Was just a lead up to this. No, because song. I realized
0: what the next song was. It's like <laughs> use it quick. You know, um, I didn't use I, it well.
1: I do want to ask, what is with the reinforcement of the father figure in the seventies? I feel like there's a lot of like, Dad, come back, or that uh, Cats in the Cradle, which was released two or four years after this. I, I don't know if it's just the concentration of them all around the same time or if something well I'm not really good with history so I mean forgive me for not knowing any of this um, but what was going on at that time that everyone was worried that their dad was going to leave or dad spend more time with me or I'm not around to see my son grow up because it's always the father and son thing.
0: I I have a theory on that and I'm like, I I can't say it's based on any sort of truth, but it makes sense in my head at the very least. Because I mean, like this would have been like when boomers were kids, right? So like this Mm -hmm. is like their generation and these are the parents that were like, came like their parents and grandparents came from like you know the Great Depression a couple of world wars uh, doing like a lot of hard labor to feed like seven, eight, nine kids because that's what fucking boomer families look like so yeah, these fathers were probably very miserable and distant and they're just like I have all these kids but I don't want to get close to them because I'm too busy trying to provide for them so it's like a weird disconnect where it's like a love-hate relationship it's like don't talk to me don't bother me I'm trying to protect you
1: yeah, interesting. Uh, it, it makes
0: sense to me, especially, again, like, especially with the disconnect of, like, uh, the, I, I can't remember the names of the generations, uh, like, the ones before the boomers, maybe the silent generation. I can't remember the names, mm-hmm. but regardless, like, they, you know, they had World War II, the Vietnam War as well, like, in the 70s, especially. Uh, was that, like, the 60s and 70s? Like, I, I, my timelines are fucking awful for the wars.
1: Um, I assume it and was the And the Korean War, too, by the
0: way. Korean War because in the 50s.
1: All I think about is CCR,
0: and I'm assuming
1: that was like the 70s. And I also
0: if not early 70s. Yeah, and as I just mentioned too, the Korean War and uh because like mm-hmm. I even had a grandfather that fought in that one. Um, so I I think it's because a lot of that, and especially because of like what these people would have seen while they were at war, probably cut off a lot of their emotional sense. And so therefore all these boomer kids felt a disconnect from their parents, and that's why their parents uh like used to beat the shit out of their kids because yeah. again, you don't have that emotional connection anymore. You're just like, Oh, you're my kid. smack. You did something wrong. Smack.
1: Yeah. Oof.
0: And then the boomer generation grew up and romanticized being beaten by their parents.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. And it's up to our generation to fix it all. Cause God knows no one before us
0: is doing it. And then we'll be blamed for not fixing it. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Anyways, I got to talk about father and son. <laughs> yes. We got on some like a uh, psychology kind of stuff there. Um, really, this is a, a wonderful sounding song, despite the lyrics being kind of sad, because I believe, speaking of like disconnect from the parents, I believe this song is about um, like a disc a son wanting to kind of get out and live his own life while the father is not like ready to let him disconnect yet. So okay. it's a kind of weird, strange relationship in a way. I, I, again, I could be wrong. I didn't do lyrical analysis, but that's kind of what I'm getting from it. Okay. Uh, so yeah like lyrics are sad song sounds really pretty though and i mean it's just a pleasant track to sit through and especially because the song has narrative changing between father and son like the quieter parts are like the 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 dad's speaking and then the parts that are a little more yelled and belted out belted out are the son so -hmm. it's nice to have that kind of like changing narrative and that being like the driving force of the song
1: um
0: i don't know what i thought
1: hearing it other than oh this is sad um i kind of got it like it's an audio version of the book oh the places you'll go because it just it's yeah it really? it kind of gave me a feeling of like well because like the lyrics at the beginning like i i obviously can't spell them verbatim but the feeling i got was kind of like you'll you'll end up like me i know that he says like you're You're young, and it's your fault yeah you're young and it's your fault there's I so hate much that. you
0: have to know,
1: yeah, and it it kind of feels like a a little optimistic where it's like here will set you free and you will learn on your own kind of thing. so I kind of got that
0: well it, it's actually the dad telling the son to just like, hey, chill out and just enjoy the time you have. Yeah. Don't go crazy, but the son's like, I don't want to stay here. i want to I want to move on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, the places you'll go. See. I,
0: listen, I've read that book a million times. I had the entire Dr. Seuss collection when I was a kid. So uh, not. I would not compare those two, the song to that book at all.
1: I've never read the book. I just know that everyone is always gifted it when they graduate or they're set free from their family. Which and is such. so weird. Yeah, I've what never a, read the book. Never did Dr. Seuss. Why, why would
0: I want encouraging advice from a man who cheated on his sick wife?
1: Apologies for the the seizure light again. Uh I've I know nothing about Dr. Seuss other than uh I think he wasn't a real doctor.
0: Not quite, no. Ah, <laughs> huh, weird.
1: Um who's gonna I question
0: know, me? He's too silly.
1: <laughs> well, he's probably dead now. Um I know that this isn't the last song in the album, um, but I do like the idea that it is. I feel like the last song is just sort of like a, I don't know, end credits where this is like still like the ending of the movie um i think it sounds good as an exit track whether there's a minute song following it or not i really like it uh i really like the background vocals uh again i've said it before but throughout this entire album i think it was really done well they're not overbearing they're very complimentary and i think the song definitely emits the emotion
0: that you would assume that it would solely from the title. Yeah, and it's funny because like I i was one of those people who maybe didn't know what this song meant like a long time ago mm-hmm. or anything like that. And I'll say that I've mentioned on the show before that like every Sunday I do like a classic rock radio show for my college station. And on a Father's Day special I played this song without knowing what the lyrics yeah. were. Oops. <laughs> so uh shout out to everyone who has dad issues out there and I just played this song for you. You're welcome. Uh, Mabby yeah, I didn't know. It's just like father, son. And like it sounds like the beginning literally sounds like father giving advice to son. So I was like, this is a right? perfect Father's Day song. Idiot, read the lyrics. Because <laughs> the son's like, no, dad, fuck off. I got it.
1: <laughs> yeah, interesting.
0: Um, yeah, And it's nice that I do like the instrumentals in this track, that they kind of take a back seat and don't try to stand out too much. Like there is kind of a solo portion, very quiet mm-hmm. though. But it, it's nice fitting just sitting in the background while the story progresses. Because, again, there's a changing narrative between father and son. So... I like that it the vocals took the forefront out of everything in the song, and if it it's, it's nice. It worked.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I spouted all of my opinions already, and I I would like to say that nearing, if not being, the end of the album, um, I think it is perfectly placed. Um, it is a nice sort of note to leave on, whether regardless of what the song's about or not just audibly i think it's a perfect uh perfect fit for that and by the time i was done listening to this i didn't feel fatigued i didn't feel um like i wanted any more i felt satiated and uh i i liked it i liked it
0: Okay, it was good. And, and and fair enough on that note, because I, I will say that my next note actually goes into the next song, the final track. So we'll just transition there now. Yeah. Song number eleven, the title track, T for the Tillerman. Um the first thing I said that this feels like it would be an encore track.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, Because like father and son,
0: I can definitely get those end vibes. But like this, because it's only a minute and six seconds. It's super short. Mainly, mainly just him and the piano for the for the most part of it. But yeah, it it feels like a fitting end to the album. Because again, it feels like that encore track without being too silly. Like remember when we listened to what was it? I think it was the white stripes, and the last song was just a fucking joke. Like I don't know what the hell it was, and it sounded terrible. It's like. It sounded like an end-of-the-album demo track, and I didn't like it. I remember that much. I
1: think so, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but this one, despite it, I don't think it should have been the end. At the same time, I'm okay with it being the end, because it still sounded nice. It, it still kind of concluded itself. And it, it, again, it feels like an encore, so it feels like it could have mm-hmm. ended up in somewhere at the end of a set list. Um, and for the most part, it's it's a pleasant little song. I do like it. Not much to take in. Again, minute and six seconds. Yeah. Uh There's a sudden swell of vocals on this part where this whole co- like choir comes in yeah. and says, Happy Day. It was a really odd insertion. And it's a one-time insert out of nowhere. Yeah. It didn't even build up to it, too. So I was just like, I, I remember sitting there like just flabbergasted at the end of the song. Just being like, Why? I, I, didn't, liked I, I didn't dox points. I'll say it, like, I, I did not take away points yeah. because I was so confused by it, but I was just like, that felt unnecessary. If you did it twice, then maybe, but once it's yeah. so like that you, it's like you were trying to jump scare people. <laughs> so I don't know.
1: Just, just having that in there, it made me want to listen to it as like, not, not paying attention that it was just over a minute, if not a minute long. Um, hearing that sort of choir qu- trying to trying to make up words here but choir um hearing that I wanted to hear more I wanted the song to be longer and then it ended and then I was yeah, like very abruptly too I was like huh and then I looked down and then Spotify has gone back to the first track I was like the, fuck? It did the same like, thing for was, me too I was like the fuck that was it and then I I went back listened to this track again and went no oh, come on like you could have doubled the time, just, you, you could have just doubled everything. And I would have been like, okay, yeah, I like this. It was good. If for a minute, it was pretty good.
0: You know what's funny? I, I can say something like that. If we ever did Abbey Road by the Beatles, I would say the exact same thing because you have the song called The End, which is, comes at the end of like this like three or four song medley. And yeah. uh, like, The end literally sounds like it wraps up the entire thing. But then there's a final track with just Paul McCartney on an acoustic guitar called Her Majesty. I think it's like 30 or 40 seconds long. It's extremely minimal. Nothing happens. And it ends awkwardly abruptly. But the thing is, it's a really pretty little track that just you don't know why it's there. Maybe it's kind of an encore thing, but just it's strange. But I do like it. So I I can kind of like see where you're coming at with this particular track.
1: Mm -hmm. It is surprising to me that the entire album was named after this one minute long track. I don't know if it's alluding to something else, if it's, I don't know, alluding to something else. But uh, it was it was very odd to me that it was not only the last track on the album, but uh, the entire album was named for a minute long song.
0: Yeah, he must have his reasons, but again, since no. we don't do too much lyrical breakdown at all or yeah. anything, well, I guess we'll never know because we're just too lazy to research. Ooh. Yeah. Oh,
1: damn! My fingers don't work. Sorry. I no can do Google's this with for my me.
0: Two, I can do this with my two fingers because I play bass.
1: Uh,
0: that's just that's tremors. Old. It is tremors. Yes, I'm old. Well, while she deals with her tremors, we've reached the end of the album, so we can at least start moving on to things. So, hey, thank you very much for yeah. uh, getting to, all the way to the end of the episode, hearing what we had to say about Cat Stevens' tea for the Tillerman And, I mean, uh, we want to hear your opinion on it, too. We already heard Donna's because she let us know exactly what she thinks of the album. I mean, more or less, I guess, in the beginning there. Let us know. So we want to hear what you think. So go ahead and let us know over on our socials at Rate the Record Podcast, over on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. I mean, TikTok's weirdly cons, but you can. Regardless, (laughs) we want to know what you think about this album. And you can also just let us know down in the comments of wherever you might be listening to because there's comment sections everywhere. All of that, except for the comment sections, can be found over at RateTheRecord.ca. Woo! Along with kofi.com/slash/rate the record. There you go. Fitting it again. Damn right. It's, it's been a few minutes. I can do that again.
1: Exactly. It's like an ad break on YouTube. Just, just cram it in there. Why not?
0: Well, it sounds like we we thought pleasantly of this album enough, so now we got to really. Th- really tell people what we think about the album because now the most telling part we gotta rank songs and rate records so i think we'll just go do that now so above our heads boom graphics have changed there are names there are numbers but there's going to be more names i.e song names uh what's that 22 all together 11 on each side Eh. because we need to rank this is one of those albums where i'll say we're not ranking worst to best oh hell no this is just like what appealed the most to what appealed the least type thing? I guess it's hard to say oh my god. because like yeah. they were all pretty decent tracks. I must say, like although like I, I will say my lowest song is rated to six. But even looking back on it, it doesn't necessarily, I don't dislike it. It just it's, it, it it wasn't as strong to me.
1: It it's hard because the more you listen, because like I'll do like a running list, and the more I listen to the album, the more I review it. I'll insert the songs, and before I know it a song that was say at number five has now dropped down to number 10 only because songs that I heard after it just happened to enter the list above it. So like you said, definitely no, uh, no dislike for any of these. So uh, if your number one is our number 11, it is definitely not indicative of the album or the song as a whole.
0: And also, I mean, just like we say in the beginning, uh, take our opinions with a grain of salt, right? I mean, just yeah, who the, who the hell are we? Yeah, exactly. You don't even know if Span is my real name. It, it sounds like a stripper name. Okay.
1: It it does. It does. <laughs> I bet
0: you're so happy about that.
1: I will use it as a stripper name. Thank you.
0: Oh, uh, now people are gonna leave in the leave in the comments. What club are you at? <laughs>
1: It's none of your fucking business. Exactly.
0: My, my business outside of this podcast is none of yours.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well then let's actually talk about music then since like that's part of the podcast. Let's rank some songs. So song number 11, sad Lisa. T for the Tillerman. T for the Tillerman. Mm -hmm. T for the Till. My number 10 is T for the Tillerman.
1: Into White. Oh, do you, do you have any, uh, any like how many we're gonna have i have match. three, I have three question marks, question marks.
0: Uh, i'm just gonna say one to be safe but it's probably none okay. because i just i'm I. Yeah. despite the fact that we're on a two episode streak of having at least one match yeah. i my, my faith is still pretty shattered yeah.
1: yeah i'm gonna say zero but if we have one all right cool i'll take
0: it we'll see uh song number nine longer boats
1: uh where do the children play
0: where oh where I almost wrote where, oh, where. God damn, I got to stop do, saying oh, things one I'm Where writing. do the children play? Where do the, okay, whatever. <laughs> Song number eight, where do the children play? It's one of these ones. But, but I might die tonight. If you don't tell me where the children play. Listen, yeah, sir, you're, you're on a watch weird. list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's weird.
0: But I might die tonight. Number seven into white.
1: Hard-headed woman. Which, after a while, I started thinking of hard-hatted woman, and then it just made me laugh the whole time.
0: <laughs> Men without hats, because women are wearing them. <laughs> oh, God damn it! Song number six, hard-headed woman. This is a whole one-off list, isn't it?
1: I hate this. On the road to find out. Yeah.
0: Sorry, so, audio listeners. I'm just staring at Savannah right now. Song number five on the road to find out. I
1: fucking hate all of this. Well, I am breaking the streak because my number five is longer boats. So okay. at least there's uh,
0: that. Hold on, I'm gonna switch my number four. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so okay, so on, on the road. Wait, sorry, your number five was longer boats. Because I, I once again wrote on the road. We need the... a longer boat. Number four, Wild World. Father and son. Find a girl. Settle down. I am old and I am happy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at that. Song number three. Father and son. Caught ya.
1: (laughs) Miles from nowhere.
0: (laughs) Well, we got zero. I can tell you that much. Song number two. But I might die tonight.
1: Uh, Wild world.
0: There's my faith shattered once again. Song number yes. one, Miles from Nowhere. Sad Lisa. I like Sad that song. Sad Lisa. Yeah. Zero for eleven. We broke our two week streak there and uh we couldn't get the third time as a charm, but that's okay, I guess. Whatever. your fault. It's your yeah. fault. Supposing so. Anyways, I guess it's time to uh rate the record because we gotta do something. So let's transition over. Yay! Alrighty then, we have the album rating screen, and what's that? I extended the B tier yet again, because I had no other choice since it was full last time.
1: All the other ones are just going to become so pixelated as you spread it out farther and farther.
0: Well, just because, like, I was looking at, like, other actual, like, tier lists that use the tier list website, and, like, as you add more, like, to a certain letter, it just keeps like expanding that particular tier so it's just like well i guess i'm gonna have to do that then i wish i could do this (laughs) automatically but unfortunately that website sucks for the shit and doesn't let you save your lists yeah you can't add to them either so i mean like it's kind of garbage anyways uh we do need to find a spot for cat stephen yusuf stephen islam israel whatever his name is we need to find a spot for t for the tillerman yes and our track record and my heart probably says B tier. I, I swear to God, I hope it's different, but you never know, right? Mm, fuck. Um, it's a B tier. I don't know it. Who's going first. You're going first. Oh no. Because I'm, I'm making you go first.
1: No. Oh God. I'm so scared. Because that way um, can, I can,
0: I can know right off the bat. If right. It's a or not.
1: I know. And I don't like that. Um, OK, so I guess my uh, my summary for the whole album, which really has been spouted um, throughout the entire review, uh, I liked it. I didn't think I was going to like it. I would definitely listen to it again. Uh, no bullshit. Definitely would. Um, I'm very surprised that my number one song isn't the most well known, which was a surprise. I very much liked it. And my score for this album was do it. Do you want me to wait? Dropping your stuff. No,
0: I got it. I caught it. Seventy-six point zero 76.09. I had to write yours on the paper first, and now I'm going to punch it yeah. into my calculator next to yeah. my score. Yeah, but uh, I see
1: some sort of grin on your face while you're doing this, and it is alarming me. Because <laughs> I I
0: just keep thinking about like the the awful streak of B tier albums, that right? We've had. And I not know. not only B tier, but lately they've been a streak of them being directly in the middle of the B tier.
1: Ay, ay, ay. I, I really hope that's not the case. Don't I got some bad news for you. <laughs> Don't fuck this up, man. Don't fuck this up.
0: Uh, the streak continues because my score is 74.54, which puts it in the... pretty close. Yeah, but that puts it directly in the middle once again at 75.31%. Another fucking dead middle B tier album. It's like the 75 seconds is getting stacked now. It but, is
1: just
0: better than one hot minute is that but a not as
1: but not as good as duran duran really yeah i yeah. know i
0: i liked this album better than duran duran i could tell you that much
1: yeah well i maybe it is the quantity of songs but uh yeah 75 85 is duran duran so it's a nestled nestled right in there
0: But wouldn't you know it, you can joke all you want. You can be like, oh, I bet it's another B tier. The worst part is that we're always right. It is fucking annoying. Like, I just want you to grade them better. That's all I want. Some songs lie better than others. And I'm being honest with myself, hence why these scores suck. Maybe I should actually start lying just so we can make things exciting.
1: Just lie on the, like, most unbelievable album
0: yeah, like, 5 out of the, like, 11 songs are all 10 out of 10. just mm-hmm. like, there you go. Now I'm really... Am-. But then I'm going to fuck it up, and the other half is all going to be 0 out of 10, so it's going to end up, like, right in the oh, 50. My. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah, this this hurts.
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I don't know what to say anymore. B-tier <laughs> album, once again, it just... It doesn't end... Like, I like to think that we're priding ourselves on being honest about our scores, but, like, how does it just keep happening? That, like our thoughts are like, ah, middle of the road, why not?
1: And it's worse that we're doing this completely independently. Like we don't talk about the album until we record this. So there's no thoughts of, oh, maybe Chris will like this. Oh, he alluded to that. Oh, she did, did this, whatever. And the fact that we're still doing this independently, we're both pieces of trash
0: yeah, we're hurting a lot of feelings here, and <laughs> right? that's why on our Instagram page, I keep posting memes about us doing b tier albums because it's true every single time. As a matter of fact, our seasonal average, I keep a chart of all the albums that we do, and even yeah. season by season, which is actually where you read the scores from anyway. yeah, season three, our average is like seventy five point eight out for of every episode that we've done so far. So it's it's so ingrained right now. it's 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 awful. Like, oh man. It, um, it's your fault. You, I don't even know who to bl- I don't care who to blame anymore. I think we're both at fault. I'm not, I'm not willing to argue. I'm just going to say that you're right. The first time we're both trash
1: yeah okay i'll take
0: that i will take that well uh reveling in the trash that we are we are at the end of the episode uh the album wasn't trash at the very least so hey that's cool right we did we did something here thank yeah. you so much for joining us today and hey thank you uh for the request donna we hope that you uh liked our review of it you probably <laughs> you obviously think more highly of this album uh we didn't hate it though so that at the very least we had that going for us yeah so yeah, thank you very much for, uh, checking out today's episode. We sure hope that you liked what you heard like both on the episode and on the album, make sure you let us know down in the comments below what you think of this album, where would you rank the songs? Where would you rate the album? Is it a tier, and why is it and what's wrong with you? <laughs> you can let us know down in the comments or over on our social medias as mentioned before at rate the record podcast over on facebook instagram tiktok all found at rate and also found there is kovi.com rate the record if you want to support us financially i don't know why you would but if you do you get other things that aren't just b-tier albums can you imagine that so if you want to see other things that aren't b-tier albums and not even just yeah. albums we're going to be doing a other just random shoot the shit podcast too and other stuff and you also get shout out and your name on the card and everything like that it's pretty cool uh five dollars a month rtr club go ahead check that out
1: yes thank you
0: i had to like race that out because i keep forgetting now at the beginning of the episodes to talk about it
1: <laughs> that's okay i'll just slyly put it in during the normal conversation
0: or i'll just do I'll, I'll, I'll make an actual like separate recording of me just like stepping in front of the like a green screen right in front of the podcast me and just like ko-fi.com slash Ray the record I won't explain anything. I'll just, I'll step in, say that and then step out.
1: And that's it. Yep.
0: And that'll happen every once in a while at deafening volumes, just to, to keep the audience on their toes.
1: That's awesome. I just imagine you just doing a, uh, like video overlay where you're sitting there and then, yeah, you step in from behind, but you're interrupting yourself yelling it and then step back out. And then you'll like, look, look back at like, the hell was that?
0: That would have to be such a weird, elaborate planning. And I don't feel like doing that. <laughs> yeah. But yes, we are at the end of the episode. So once again, thank you very much for joining us this week. But before we let you go, we do like to give you like a little sneak preview of what to expect next week. And I can tell you it's going to be a better album because I chose it. I mean, as much as Savannah doesn't want to admit, my albums are the better choice. Look at the A tier for proof. The ones that you yourself ranked or rated, I should say. Mm -hmm. But not only that, I, I chose it. It's going to be a pretty decent album. But I will say the clue that I can at least give you for now, it's a Canadian punk band you likely haven't heard of. But if you have, you likely discovered them through Grand Theft Auto 5, just like I did. No, it's not Weezer.
1: Ooh, interesting. I was gonna say propagandy, but Grand Theft Auto 5, eh? I definitely have heard one of their songs then because I do listen to to that station.
0: So you you know well, you would know who I'm talking about anyway, realistically. Maybe. Okay, I'm going to give one more hint to the video viewers and the very, very eagle-eyed viewers. So I got the Mona Frankie back here, right? This is the edge of the poster of the next band that we're doing. It's their album cover as well, of the album that we're actually doing. Ooh, how mysterious. How eagle-eyed can you be? If someone actually gets that, I might actually just send you a free record just for getting that correct. Ooh, it looks like Bex
1: Odile.
0: Done. Equally as colorful, yes.
1: (laughs) Excellent.
0: All then. So until we uh, hit you with that mystery album next week, uh, go ahead and go listen to some awesome music until then. Like, hey, why not? Give Cat Stevens a try if you haven't. It's a pretty decent album. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know what to expect either. Go listen yeah. to that, and we'll see you again real soon. So take care, friends. Bye-bye.